All right. Hello all to all our listeners. This is Old Fashioned Takes. Uh, me and Martin, we're back for that. We got season two, episode three. Numero tres. And uh, what you guys didn't see is that we had started the podcast and then Martin left immediately. <laughs> didn't even get to introduce himself. Nope. I was out of there. It's, it's a short week for me. And when you lose in all three leagues and the way that I lost in all three leagues, you'd like to forget about this week and just move on. Yeah. And drink a lot of whiskey. So Martin, what are you drinking tonight? Today I busted out a, a higher proof. I got old Forester 1920 prohibition style. It's about 60% alcohol and I need it. I'm trying to forget. Jeez, seriously. Um, I only have like two bottles of whiskey, so this is bullet again, and I don't think it's 60 proof. But uh, I'm trying to remember my joy is a victory over you. Before we get to that, Martin, I think you have a story to tell our listeners. I do. I'm drinking or is for multiple a precautionary reasons. tale. It's 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 oh, it's all of the above. I'm drinking okay. for two reasons today. Uh, I'm 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 in the midst of a pants debacle. And you might be asking yourself, like, how does somebody get themselves into a pants debacle? Well, I'm in a wedding, and that should really be the story there. So I'm in a wedding, and uh, the groom, who's, you know, I'm in the wedding for, he, uh, he decided to get his, his suits from a, a place, a local shop in town. We support small business. Go local. It's called, it's called Tuxedo Jones. And how would I sum up Tuxedo Jones in a sentence? Um, it's where Steve Harvey would buy his suits at. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's quite the place. Well so, man. yeah, so I think. we go to Tuxedo Jones months ago, and I get fitted, uh, and then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna mail the suits to you," which makes no sense because I live down the street. But no, they're gonna mail them to me. So the wedding is in one week. It's October 9th. I got the suit mailed to me last week, mm-hmm. and you know they sized me, so I figured, oh, it's a tailored suit, no biggie. Right. The groom texts me. He goes, Hustle "Hey, man, it. check the suit." nobody's really fits and i think awesome (laughs) great so i open it up and sure as shit i'm like swimming in the jacket i'm just it's 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 pretty big and then i I look to try on the pants and there's no pants and i'm like and so i call tuxedo jones i say hey tuxedo uh or mr jones (laughs) uh do I get pants in a different shipment? And he starts losing. He's like, you didn't get pants? You didn't get pants? No, I didn't get any pants. Why would I lie about not getting pants? He's like, okay, we need to come to the shop right now. So, of course, I come the next day. I'm in the shop. And uh, Tuxedo's questioning me, not calling me a liar, but kind of calling me a liar about losing these pants. Um, I get some pants. And so he goes, all right, man, what size are you? And I go, oh, you know, in the waist, I'm about a 34. And he makes a face. Like... <laughs> Listen here, fat girl, you're not 34. <laughs> and I'm in my head like, bitch. So he hands me 34s begrudgingly. And I put them on. And admittedly, they're a little snug for suit pants. Hey, I can them get on. them on. Uh, but I couldn't dance in them. Let's just say that. And so I hand them back to him. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're a little fun. And he goes, hmm, I, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. What an asshole, Mr. Jones. And so... He goes, okay, well, this is like the biggest size we have, the 34 right now. Like, this is an emergency. Like, take them to get them altered. We'll pay for it. Uh, long story short, my suit or my pants are now at with this nice lady who is going to try to get them back to me in the next week. Uh, moral of the story, just just go to a men's warehouse, something more reliable. Tuxedo a place Jones. where they will guarantee that you'll like the way you look. They guarantee it. They guarantee it. So I'll let you guys, we'll let you know next week if, if the pants came in and if I'm going to be able to dance at the wedding. But that is my pants debacle. And that is a reason why I'm drinking tonight. Jeez. Um, so it's a very smart choice to buy pants that you can, you can dance in. Uh, reminds me of the time where we went to our good friend Ryan Reagan's wedding and had the great pleasure of being a part of his wedding. Mm-hmm. And um, long story We're invited short, to the bachelor party, though. Just a gentle <laughs> reminder to those listening. We were in the wedding, but we're not invited to a bachelor party. But go on. Whatever. We're totally past that. Water we're, yeah, we're over it's it. not like we're... it's not like we still think about it or are bitter about it or, you know, don't talk to him to this day because of it. But anyways, so uh, long story short, this is basically what happened. I'm out there um, doing my best. Uh, Michael Jackson. Yep impression with the leg kicks and the spins and uh you know all of that and that didn't actually happen but what did happen was before the reception i split my pants as i was supposed to walk in to the reception yep how'd you do it 
<laughs> it doesn't make a difference that I was the bottom frog in the leapfrog. <laughs> it would have been better if I was a top frog, huh? Yeah. But I yeah. remember this poor lady, I think their wedding planner or organizer or basically yep. some lady just to watch us and make sure we didn't goof off and, and do something stupid. She's trying to pin up basically my right ass cheek. Uh, felt really bad for her. It was a ton of fun. It worked out okay. Uh, now it just makes for a good memory. But um, smart, Martin, for you to avoid that kind of scenario. Yep. Got to yeah. get pants that fit. Go There's the thinking. key. Yeah. All right. So let's move into our podcast. We're going to actually do less than 60 minutes tonight because uh, we promise. And so we're going to move right into our content into what we watched this weekend. Martin, do you want to go first or should I? Uh, yeah, man, I'll, I'll get us started here. I, you know, we always start with college football. What did we see? What do we like from college football? Martin, are uh, we starting with college football? I'm starting with college I, football. I asked because may I interject with something that's not college football very briefly? Okay, I'll allow it. All right, so I'm going to talk golf, Ryder Cup, right? So Ooh. this is the first weekend I watch any, or first time I watch any Ryder Cup. It's kind of a cool format, basically, for those people that don't know. Maybe it's just me. The U.S. has a team. We play Europe. And if it's hosted, if this tournament's hosted in the U.S., all the fans yell USA all the time. And it's different, you know, if there's team play, there's match play, whatever it is. Um, and basically, whoever, whichever side scores the most points, they win the Ryder Cup. And there's a lot of buzz about it. There's a lot of analysts giving their opinion. There's a lot of news about, you know, the U.S. team and who was on it. And it was fun to watch. But the one thing I want to point out, one thing I want to ask, Martin, is I'm going to share my screen. No one else uh, can see this. But I'll ask you. Here is a photo of the U.S. team celebrating Mm -hmm. with the Ryder Cup after they won. Yep. My question is, this big international tournament that kind of helps pit the U.S. and Europe at golf, you know, who's better, supremacy, all these storylines. We've been waiting years for it. Why is this damn trophy so <laughs> small? This is like, smaller yeah. than one of the Dundies. This is smaller than what you would get, you know, in like a second grade spelling bee. Yeah. You got like 17 dudes each trying to get a finger on it. Meanwhile, Phil Mickelson is just too cool for school in the back of this picture. Sunglasses on, nursing a hangover, rocking some big ass calves. You're absolutely right. These guys, they cannot get anything more than a finger on it. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite part of the Ryder Cup or what's to come from the Ryder Cup, I believe, is now it looks like Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau are somehow friends. Our boys. And I'm really excited for the commercials. <laughs> You think if uh, they start yelling Brooksy at at uh, DeChambeau in tournaments, he'll he'll like turn around, he'll give it a cheer. Go Brooksy! That's my friend. That's my buddy. That's my friend. <laughs> All right. So sorry to take us away from football. I just like could not believe how tiny that trophy is, as if they got it from the dollar store. Yeah. Well, you know, it's golf. <laughs> Gentlemen's back, game. Back yeah. Give us bring football. us some college football. You know, I, I, here I am, a Texas homer, getting to watch Texas put up 70 on the mighty Texas Tech defense. Uh, is Texas back? Eh. But the Big 12 looks wide open right now. Oklahoma wins a squeaker. Oklahoma State's super rocky. Kansas State gets ranked, then they lose. I know nationally nobody really cares about the Big 12, and maybe rightfully so. Once Texas and OU leave for the SEC, that conference is dead, let's be honest. Um, but it's wide open, and I think another conference that's wide open is the ACC. Yep. Clemson drops a game. North Carolina wow. poops their big boy pants. Mm-hmm. Um, NC State looks okay. Wake Forest is undefeated. Like, who's going to win the ACC this year? Go Probably Clemson. But it's, it's this year it's more compelling than ever, uh, and I, I'll stick to it. I think no ACC team – gets into the college playoff and at this point i don't know if the big 12 team gets in we'll see so oregon's still be... looking good for it right i like oregon i like a big 10 team although i think we're starting to get to that point where they're going to beat each other up you might get a little bit open you know penn Iowa state still? looks good early on iowa looks good early on but they haven't played the boogeyman in their conference ohio state uh oh, the I sec you say, say michigan yeah, well, that, that's what I might say this year. You guys look like you have a competent offense. Uh, so I got two teams from the SEC. I got one Big Ten team, and I got uh, Oregon. Not so, even a Pac-12 school, just Oregon. I'm glad you brought up the ACC because in a previous podcast, I was saying how um, Arkansas, when Arkansas beat Texas, right, I was saying it was a pitiful loss for Texas because Arkansas yep. is like the wake forest of the SEC, insinuating yep. that 
Arkansas sucks and Wake Forest sucks. And I apologize to both pa- fan bases because Pig Suey, top 10, yeah, right? They're a top and then 10 also, team. Also, I don't know what Demon Deacons fans say, but Demon Deacons. I undefeated. think they say Tim Duncan, Chris Paul, Chris they Paul. went here, believe it or not. So I actually watched one of the games I watched was the Wake Forest Virginia game, and they dominated that game. They won, they're undefeated. So I apologize to Arkansas Razorback Nation. I apologize to Wake Forest because y'all are probably going to beat my team, UNC, in, in a few weeks here. And then one of my other takes was I also watched that UNC game and it was pitiful. I, I wanted to spit out last week's dinner watching it. It was so horrifying to see that. And this is the same for Michigan too. Teams cannot convert a third and one or yep. passing the ball. What are we doing passing the ball when we know what, where we're going on a third and one? I just, you know, I, I'm one of these old school guys with football, old men yelling at my TV a third and one, you got to be able to run it straight up the gut. You got to get the fundamentals um, on your side to be able to have strong offensive linemen, strong defensive linemen, win the trenches. Because I do think still, again, my crotchety old football brain, that's how football is won. Rutgers almost came back to beat Michigan in a terrifying second half where they scored, I think, 17 points on answer, something like that. Um, <clears throat> Michigan was up 20 to three. Uh, I think it ended at 2017 or 2013 or something like that. But anyways, Michigan couldn't get anything going. Rutgers was moving it up and down their throats. It was really embarrassing to see Rutgers dominate Michigan in the second half. And so that's my big, I guess, old man complaints or overreaction, whatever you want to call it is teams like UNC and Michigan, they can't get the basics right. And why do you think Alabama has so much success year in, year out? Obviously, there's a lot of reasons for it. One of them is, they do the fundamentals right. So um, I, watching college football this weekend, that was, that was one of my takeaways and one of the things that really disgusted me. Yeah. Have you uh, peeked forward to the next week of college football? Got any upsets in mind? I've peeked just a little bit. Um, I know Michigan plays Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I'm scared about that one. Uh, let's see. UNC now. plays Duke. Yep. Uh, UNC's favored in that one, but Duke is 3-1 and one somehow. Yeah. Uh, I think those are the really the, the teams I've uh, followed. There are a couple of uh, really big matchups in the SEC, right? We got Georgia and Arkansas playing. Yep, isn't that yep, a new we got game? A top, yep. a top ten matchup. Yes, as a noon game. It's I, I don't think ESPN had these two teams being the top ten when they booked that one for noon Eastern time. I think yeah, you've got a lot of compelling matchups. You've certainly got that game. Um, Notre Dame and Cincinnati is another top ten matchup. Ole Miss and Alabama probably won't be as compelling as people hope. Uh, but the games I'm looking at for upsets, Mississippi State, Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M's on upset watch again. You don't uh, like Bale- Mississippi State on upset watch over Alabama? Are you Ole Miss against Alabama? What did I say? No, Mississippi State? I, I, I think at the end of the day, it, it's I think they can score with them, but I don't think they can defend them. It's, yeah, a, it's a Lane Kiffin coach team at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, you got, yeah. I, I think the last one I'll speak on is one of the night games, Auburn LSU. I think this is going to have a lot of implications for how the SEC finishes. Uh, in both teams are kind of sneaky bad this year. They are, and Auburn is still ranked, which I don't know if they should be. It's at LSU, so I kind of like LSU in an in an upset. But like you said, LSU is also not a super competitive team, so that's the one I'll be watching there at night. So that's college football this weekend. I, I, I know that um, a lot of folks were really excited about, you know, some things that happened, the NC State victory over Clemson. I think I was just fuming about Michigan, about UNC the whole time. And so I won't be able to watch this weekend's game. Uh, maybe that'll be for the better. Cheers. So what do yep. we see in NFL this week? Woo! Okay, I saw a couple of things. Uh, maybe we can take turns. Sure. Okay, so maybe I'll start with... Matt Prater, he attempted a 68-yard field goal, and it was short. But I think the real story was the Jags had a guy back who returned the missed field goal 109 yards, right? Tied the Mm -hmm. NFL record for the longest play in the NFL for a touchdown. What I think most people won't know or won't remember is that returner who scored the touchdown, his name? Jamal Agnew, Mm. his former team, the Detroit Lions. 
Mm. Matt Prater's former team, the Detroit Lions. So that was a, a Lions to Lions hookup there. Wow. Yet somehow Lions still lost. So uh, congratulations, Jacksonville Jaguars, for taking Jamal Agnew. I, I think he's an amazing return man, and you guys clearly saw it. Uh, really fun play to watch. And all I could think about was, was crying about how our Lions don't have him anymore. Yeah, I, I thought you were about to tell me that it was an inside job, like that Agnew knew exactly where to be because Prater told him, I'm going to get you the ball at the negative nine yards. He probably line. knew, man. He watched Prater <laughs> kicks like that for years and years. He probably knew exactly where it was going to go. He was I like, it. hey, 66 yards, Prater could do it. 68, too much. 69, would have been nice. Just nice. Yeah, I, uh, I, I loved that play because it made me feel clairvoyant. I was watching that game next to my girlfriend <laughs> and they line up the kicker and I go, this is dumb. And she goes, what do you mean? Time's going to run out. What could happen? I was like, <laughs> you didn't watch Alabama <laughs> Auburn, did you? Um, something I watched at the same time, while I was trying to, I, I try to watch three games at the same time now, which breaks my brain. But the one my eyes were drawn to the most was the Chargers at the Chiefs, man. Oh, yes. I'm glad you brought this one up. And the Go Chiefs ahead. are now officially the worst team in the AFC West. They yeah. are one and two. Their compatriots are two and one or better. Uh, they, that, that looks like a really good game. I think a lot of people were starting to have some doubts about Justin Herbert in his second year, maybe a little bit of a sophomore slump. Um, you mentioned the Chiefs defense, in the last place. They haven't been yeah. there since Patrick Mahomes was playing quarterback at Texas tech. The, uh, the Chargers look real on defense, which I think has to be exciting for their fan base to hold the chiefs to 24 points is, is kind of a, a little bit of a miracle. Of course, a couple interceptions from Patrick Mahomes, a fumble ruski from Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Hilaire. I love that game. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought this up because it was a really ballsy win by the Chargers. You'll probably remember this, but they had the ball um, basically two-minute drill, right? And then they got a couple of first downs and they got into a position where they were close enough to score a field goal to to uh, to take the lead and win it yeah. um, with about maybe 30 seconds left. Instead of running out the clock, this is what they do. They throw the ball twice, score a touchdown, and instead of running the clock down, they obviously threw it Mm -hmm. and gave the ball back to the Chiefs, who had Patrick Mahomes, all those weapons, and what, 30-something seconds. Uh, Chargers ended up winning, but really ballsy play call by the Chargers to – um, instead of taking the easy field goal to just, I don't know what they were thinking. It clearly worked out, but basically, what is it? Making a statement, mm-hmm. keeping the ball in Herbert's hands. I mean, it was not what I would have done. It worked out for them, but I was surprised at that play call. Yeah, I think there's really strong fantasy implications from this game too. It shows you that the Chargers can sustain Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and Keenan Allen all year long. It might be, maybe even shows you that Mike Williams is officially caught on and is his wide receiver 1A. Keenan Allen is 1B. I don't know. Oh, man. that's disrespectful. They look like they have a great relationship. And then on the Chiefs side, I think we were really hoping that like this would be the year that like there's no way you shut down Tyreek Hill. He's going to consistently have 20 point games. And this is the second week in a row of uh single digit receptions, double digit yards, a modest, you know, 10 points in PPR, full point PPR. It's terrible for him. Yeah, horrible. Not not what you uh, spent. Somebody scores in one on, play usually. Typically, what else you watch? So I predicted that Justin Fields, following in the footsteps of a yep. long line of Ohio State quarterbacks, would suck. Yep. And guess what happened? He sucked. He got sacked nine times. He threw the ball. Yep, I think it was sixty something yards, forty something yards. Mm-hmm. And 68 yards, up 68 yards, which ended up being one yard more yep. than the yards he lost getting sacked. I don't know how this dude gets sacked nine times. I don't know how after like mm-hmm. the third or fourth time, you don't think to throw it away or do something different, but nine sacks, 68 yards. I think their total yards were, were less than a hundred on the day. Um, tough day for Justin Fields, uh, tough day for bears fans, but can't say I didn't see it coming. Yeah, this one definitely has strong real world and fantasy implications. The real world is Matt Nagy has no idea what he's doing with quarterbacks. He drove Mitch Trubisky into the ground, and now he's driving Justin Fields in the ground, who had a remarkable QBR of six. Jeez. He, 
and literally drove uh, Andy Dalton into the ground with an injury. Yep. I mean, and so the, the fantasy implications are if you own any Bears player, maybe not David Montgomery, you're concerned at this point. If you drafted Allen Robbins and you really believed in him, which I did not because I saw this coming, you've got two quarterbacks this year that just cannot get the ball to him in a high volume way. And then if you look at it from the Brown side, you now have seen what Nick Chubb's floor can be. 22 carries, 80 yards, no touchdowns, no receptions. He's going to get all the volume in the world, but Kareem Hunt is a reception goblin. He is a carry and a goal line goblin. Uh, It can be scary, but I still think going forward, you have to start both these guys. And is Odell Beckham back? You know, Odell Beckham. Thank goodness he played. He was a really important uh, safety valve first town converter yep. primary target. He was really important for them. Yeah. And I think if you watched it, you just saw how confident and physically capable he looked. Mm-hmm. It's not like he like lucked into the targets into the receptions. He just, he looked like the guy. So kudos so for the him. Wide receivers were Donovan people's Jones, who I only yep. know because he was a Michigan man. Yep. Uh, and then two guys, I don't even recognize the name. That's who they have for receiver. So it was definitely a good time for Odell to come back. You're not a big Rashard Higgins fan out of Colorado State? You know what, Rashard Higgins, I disrespected him. I do know his name. There was another one that started with an A who, who I didn't know. Anthony uh, Schwartz? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Out of and, Auburn. And speaking of players whose names that folks don't know, if you remember, I've been high on Khalif Raymond, Detroit Lions receiver for weeks now. And um, I'm sure we'll talk about this game, but I want to shout out to Khalif Raymond, who, if you remember, in these all these weeks leading up to it, I said he was involved in the offense. Maybe not getting the ball, but he was hitting blocks. He was trying to run down the field, block downfield. He was trying to make plays for his teammates. And now, last week, he actually got a late fourth quarter pass on a screen pass. And all his teammates had seen him blocking and, and really flew out there and, and cleared a path for him. And got um, Detroit down close enough for a field goal, but that's probably the last good thing that happened in the Detroit game. Well, yeah. at least we got one good thing from the Detroit I'll talk game. about the Detroit game. TJ Hawkinson, how could you? Who Who do you think you are? Although I can't blame him, man. He caught his two passes. Jared Goff, who do you think you are? Throw him the ball more. Stop throwing uh, it to Khalif. We so had a QBR of 42, which is only a little bit worse than Lamar Jackson's QBR of 47. I think people are going to start having concerns about Baltimore's offense, their inability to run the ball if you're not named Lamar Jackson. Mark Andrews finally has a good game, but Hollywood slows down just a little bit. Maybe there that offense isn't as consistently productive. Four or more instances where I saw well-thrown deep balls that Hollywood Brown dropped or Sammy Watkins or, or whoever else dropped and barely almost cost the Ravens the game. And, and I do think that the Detroit Lions did enough to win this game. Um, they went down late and, mm-hmm. and scored to take the lead. And so they were like, I don't know, 30 seconds back left for, for uh, Jackson and the Ravens, no timeouts. And this was another thing that infuriated me because first down when they have the ball, Lions rush four. And they sacked Lamar Jackson. Awesome. The next play, they got a pass breakup. Awesome. Third down, they almost sacked Lamar. He had to escape the pocket. He ran out of bounds for um, lost yardage. Awesome. We're fourth and 19. I, I'm actually not, not excited because I just like, as a Lions fan, I just know. <laughs> you just know what's coming. The clock hasn't hit triple zero yet. <laughs> Something terrible is going to happen, right? But the last three plays went well. Fourth yeah. and 19, we rush three players. Obviously get no pass rush. Mm-hmm. Lamar just has uh, however much time is remaining to pick apart our defense. Throws a nice pass, gets the first down. And I'm like, of course, here we go again. I, I know what <laughs> kicker is over there on the sidelines. But... I don't think what everyone realizes is there was 10 seconds left, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or se- seven seconds left. There were a few seconds left. And there was enough time for the Ravens to get out there again and see if they could get a few more yards on a, on a quick out or something, right? And what happens is, and, and I think if you watched it closely, you'll notice the clock strikes double zero. And we know that's a delay of game. And apparently the way it's officiated, we also know that the ref looks at the play clock, it, it hits zero, 
He looks at the offense. If they're not snapping it right that instance of the layup game. Mm-hmm. So there's usually that, you know, give you the benefit of the doubt. But this was like a full second and a half, right? If you watched it, it was at zero for more than a split second. That should have been a delay of game, a 71-yard field goal attempt, and Justin Tucker not even getting close, not hitting the freaking crossbar. We could have sent our own guy back there to return a touchdown, even though we were winning, just to rub it in their faces. But the lines get boned again by the NFL. In well, another Lions way to lose, and whatever, man. I, 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 I got right. Justin Tucker, I'm going to call it right now. The greatest kicker in NFL history. Lucky. He's now shown you insane distance, insane consistency from anywhere in the field. He is a hell of a kicker. Uh, he is, and he's a proud University of Texas alum. So hook him. Every time he hits a big kick, it reminds us the last game we played against AM where he hits the game winner to walk off AM to their sad SEC existence. Hook them. Screw you, Aggies. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, he is a legend. A legend. Yeah. That's what I saw this week in the NFL, Martin. Nice. I don't think I have too much to add. We'll probably talk about the Cowboys game come our matchup, so let's not rehash that twice and make me cry again. (laughs) Should we move on to uh, fantasy week? Is it week? This is three recaps. All right, let's get to it. Me and Martin played each other this week. Uh, maybe we'll leave, we'll leave that towards the end for, for Martin to stew in a little bit. Where should we start? Kenny and Matt. Let's go with Kenny and Matt. Kenny and Matt. So they played each other this week in our matchup of two Carolina fans. Yeah. And, uh, looking at Oh, and two going into this one. Yes. So there's gotta be a winner really underwhelming records, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. and actually underwhelming team performances too, but good thing someone had to win. Um, Kenny finally got a good week out of Josh Allen and Zeke. I think they scored 37 to 25, right? Yep. So QB1 RB1. Over half his team's production. Yeah. Um, he actually still has Travis Kelsey, who, you know, uh, lifted him as well, did did well, but really his other players kind of laid an egg, right? They, they did kind of well shitty to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's already looking to ditch his players, man. He already picked up Josh Gordon to pair with Kelsey in ah, you know, the there offense, you go. man. So That's- Zero fa- fantasy relevance for that guy being back, but cheers, Kenny. <laughs> Congrats, Kenny, on, on your first win. Congrats on scoring the guy who hopefully will come back to play NFL football. Yeah, and I look at Matt's team, and Matt's got to love that Miles Sanders got two rushes that game against the Cowboys. He's got to love that scary Terry McLaurin now playing with Tyler Heineke. Is that Heineke. it? Heineke or Heineke? Taylor. Okay, well, it's, now it's Tyler Heineke. Bud Light. Yeah, <laughs> that guy can't get the ball downfield he was an xfl quarterback for a reason uh started a john U. smith a mighty 0.9 he could have started evan ingram and got him 0.2 more yeah so there's there's a lot to be uh desired on this team that's he the had back one end bright of this. spot right yeah. saquon scored some points that was a bright yep. spot what's yep, weird sure. is in that monday night game you mentioned it Dak scored fewer points than jalen hurts yep and if you watch the game it's very surprising because Dak threw t- three touchdowns no interceptions yep. plenty of yards Yep. Jalen Hurts threw a couple interceptions, including a pick six, but somehow Jalen Hurts scored more. Um, and, and another bad sign for Matt is I think his defense was his next best player yeah. after Jalen, which yeah. is probably a bad sign. Um, and a good sign he's still wing- winless. Yeah, but hey, kudos to Kenny. He tuned in the podcast last week. He started a defense mm-hmm. that scored negative points last week, and he's like, huh, I'll take the guys putting against the Jags. That's smart managing smart Kenny. Move. That's what got yeah. you the win this yep. week. Yep. Nothing else. Not the same for Matt. He left Jamal Williams on his bench among some other points. And if he did start those guys, it would have been enough to win him his matchup if he made the right moves. I've yep. said this before. Jamal Williams got to start him. If you don't start Detroit players, Dennis will let you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, speaking of, uh, we're going to skip to this, this matchup because um, you mentioned good management. Um, Ryan. So Plasic against uh, Ryan, Ryan Reagan. Mm. He uh, is still undefeated, undefeated, Ryan, that is. Devontae mm-hmm. has a big game. Adam Thielen is still productive, uh, throwing yep. that back in our faces. Um, all his guys scored positive points, and he had a few 20-point days. I feel like they're 20-point performances. I feel like that's a good formula. Um, Prater, 68-yard miss. He didn't lose a touchdown worth of points for it or anything like that. He had nope. made a good move benching the Bucks defense. 
against what I think will be the future Super Bowl champs. So all around good management by by Ryan Reagan. Now that you mention it, we should change our fantasy rules that if you have a kick six as the kicker, you should lose the touchdowns worth the points. That would be makes really makes it really exciting. Yes, big yeah. big risk, big reward. Yeah, Ryan's team through three weeks looks to be the most solid, most consistent. I want to make fun of him for something, but I've got nothing. I mean, he's got a couple of white guys on his team, but that's it. Like other than that, Debo Samuel slowed down a little bit this week. I know because I started him in another league. I was very disappointed. Um, but all in all, he's still got Jamar Chase on his bench. Yeah. Uh, who's been nothing but productive so far. The only thing I'm kind of concerned about for Jamar Chase is it's all touchdowns right now. I would say mm-hmm. he's overproducing. And if there's got to be some regression, right? If I was a Jamar Chase owner and I have a rookie receiver who is the fourth uh, or the wide receiver four after three weeks, I would have him on the trading block. I would be trying to get a King's ransom for him before. Yeah. It Smart. all starts going downhill. And then, well, if yeah. we can't make fun of Ryan, we can make fun of the other guy on the other line this week. Our low point scorer of the week. Yep. Plaza, he got what half his points from uh, Tampa Tom Brady. That's yep. an exaggeration, but clearly the only good guy on his team. Um, it is a little bit unfortunate that from a record-breaking, game-winning, mm-hmm. cross-bar-hitting field goal, he only got four points from it, which is the same, I think, as a, as a 50-yard field goal. But mm. um, he deserved to lose. Is a real is a real shyster when it comes to <laughs> kicker points. He does not like sure. kicker points. He's Okay, so Plasnik is still starting Mark Ingram. Yep. Robbie Anderson got him a one point. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he should have started the starting running back for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, why run the ball? a starting running back for a run-heavy team when you can start Houston's backup running back? Jeez, jeez. So, you know, you try to, to, to get him on as our, as our guest. Um, what happened? What happened to that? We reached out to Plazic, right? As you guys know, we are now trying to interview uh, all of our low point scores. You could call them the least valuable managers of the week. Just to get them on for a quick interview, a little bit of redemption, hear their side of the story and, and how their team's going to get a little bit better. Let so them defend their shitty performance. Plastic declined, but Dennis and I prepared a couple questions for him anyway. So we're just going to answer them as if we were Michael Plastic. So Dennis, you want to start us off? What, uh, what question do you have for Michael Plastic that I can maybe answer for you? You know, I, I have a couple. Um, I think one of them would be, you cannot ignore he, that fake Plasic, Mr. Plasic, Dr. Mm-hmm. Plasic, mm-hmm. apparently. I'm cardiologist you're, Plasic now. Yeah, you're starting Mark Ingram. Yep. Uh, why? Why? Uh, why? So this week, I did not look at my team. Oh. And my lineup locked on Sunday morning. That is the only reason I could think that starting parking <laughs> would be a good idea. I slept Gosh. the whole week. It sounds like you were re- really too, way too deep in cardiology studies, man. Yep. Just give them an ACE or an R. Really doesn't matter. Yep. I'm, I'm over here citing Comet and Merit and everything else that cardiologists makes them sound cool, but it doesn't. And I left parking in my lineup. Took a shot. A flyer in the dark. I like Thursday night matchups. They're compelling. <laughs> you got a compelling one this week, this week for you. All right. Well, what do you got, Martin? All right. You know, I actually had the same question. What? Why Mark Ingram? But let me, let me find another one for, for Michael Plasic that I have written, written down here. There. Yep. After, uh, you know, it looks like you spent a lot of draft capital on receivers and not so much running backs. Uh, and after three weeks, DeAndre Hopkins is the receiver 20. Calvin Ridley is the receiver 30. And Robbie Anderson, for some reason that you're still starting, maybe it's because he's got cool hair, is receiver 67. Uh, <sighs> how, how do you start uh, maybe unloading some of these receivers that maybe had more upside when the season started? What, do you, what would you be looking to get in a trade right now? Well, listeners, as you know, I, I'm Michael Plasic tall, skinny, ginger dude. Mm -hmm. The way I evaluated wide receivers is let me get the leanest, wiriest, skinniest, 12-year-old looking body out there. All right. So I started with DeAndre Hopkins and he's a good receiver, right? Um, So I I thought that went well. He's top 20, right? Then I went with Calvin Ridley, who is smaller than Hopkins, but 
I guess he plays in a passing offense, no Julio, right? So skinny guy. I think Matt Ryan still has 20-20 vision. We'll be able to see that little dude. And then I was like, Robbie Anderson, he's the GOAT. If he stands sideways, you can't see him. And that's why he gets open from defenses. Yo. And they all reminded me of me. So that is why I chose my wide receivers. Um, my plan for unloading them uh, is that I, I hope that the cameras at the games are just really good and can pick, it can pick up to very small detail, to very high resolution that my wide receivers are actually on the field because I think everyone else is missing them in including their quarterbacks. So that's my hope. That's your hope. That's my hope that they just get seen. Six foot three, 142 pounds. Cheers. All right. So um, as, as Dennis and, and, and uh, Martin, we'd like to, we'd like to thank Plazic for, for jumping on the pod and giving his, his great answers for our questions. Yeah, and there's a lot of other backup running backs that are just as good as I would say they're better available for you. I think yeah. they're better than two and a half points for you. Yeah, you know, Gio Bernard <laughs> and Philip Lindsay and literally anyone else. Literally anyone else. Pick up a running back. Let's move on to uh, Deptola and to Rob playing each other. And Rob getting a victory this week. And, and uh, how many of us are surprised that the Detroit Lions player led his team to victory, led him in scoring, gave him a W. Raise your hand if you're surprised. No hands raised. <laughs> there was a hand raised. <laughs> so thankfully, he did get consistency, except Hollywood Brown, who we've already talked really sucked, um, is the antithesis of consistency. Yeah. Uh, he got, he's got a couple of Packers offensive players, Alvin Kamara. They're, they're enough to support, really play supporting actor to the real star, DeAndre Swift. And Swift carries the rest to, to victory. Um, for what it's worth, Jameis Winston led his bench unit, mm-hmm. outscored Deptola's bench quarterback. That's worth something, right? Yep, yep. Bonus points. 82 gloves. Who took this to a tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah, really deep tiebreaker. Uh, Steve's heard this story from his team, right? Solid week from Pat Mahomes. Oh, CMC got hurt. How many times can that happen in one season? Oh, my God. Like, every season. Jeez. And apparently his whole team got scared by it because no one else played except his kicker and his defense. And if that's what's leading your team, you probably got an L this week. Yeah, I look at Steve's team, and I see a guy that just picked the wrong player throughout the draft. Like, I was going to say on their own team, but I was like, I remember I was really high on Damian Harris. I'm glad you got him, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I would not be as high on Damian Harris anymore. Christian McCaffrey, that's just a Hey, let's not defend Mark Ingram for a second. Damian Harris yeah. would have been worse than Mark Ingram. So. Just by a bit. I'm actually doing the math now because, thankfully, the other two Houston running backs were featured on the benches of these teams. David Johnson with 1.1, Philip Lindsay with 0.5. So with those three running backs, you got like three or four points. <laughs> Don't play any oh, Houston players. Not named Brandon Cooks. What are you doing? Oh, gosh. Um, Allen Robinson just feels like the wrong pick now, at least the wrong team. I wouldn't want anything on the Bears offense. Like I said earlier, Robert Woods, man, you, you during the draft, you're like, oh, do I take Cooper Cup? Do I take Robert Woods? Oh, I'll take Robert Woods, higher floor. But Cooper Cup has really taken off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cortland Sutton, not a bad pick, but I look at just the rest of his team. Corey Davis, sad. Darnell Mooney, because he really likes Chicago receivers, sad. Uh, but hey, he's got Teddy Bridgewater. He's got the ultimate game manager. Come playoff time which he'll miss this year. <laughs> and, and, and for Steve, to his credit, funniest GIF or image posted in the group chat this weekend. Oh, good for you. Good for you, Steve. And I will job, say uh, it might be time for a name change. I, I don't believe Again. you were representing Eastern Washington the way they want to be represented Seriously, man. at 0-3. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next matchup. We'll, we'll, save, uh, we'll save kisses. We'll go to Glenn and Alvin's. And it is still anyone but Alvin 2021 because our man Auto Draft Glenn gets his first win of the season. Frankly, AD let's be Glenn. AD Glenn. In dominant fashion, he won by like about 50 points. All of his starters outscored his projections except the mm-hmm. kicker. But, you know, who, who needs those two points from Greg Beleg? Big week for his auto-drafted running backs that no one wanted that are also backups. James yep. Conner yep. and Peyton Barber. So. Alvin's got to be 
pissed he lost <laughs> to those starting running backs. I could, I'm watching Alvin on his couch in his Patriots jersey with his Celtic socks and his Bruins Refreshing his hat. Yeah, I was staring at his background of Tom Brady hugging Robert Kraft, just rubbing his hands together, excited that he's playing against James Conner and Peyton Barber. That pinky's getting in the way. <laughs> Oh, poor Alvin. Wow. Yeah, Glenn's team really put on this week. It's still a lineup you look at and you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm probably not scared of most of this. Like, if I'm going to tell you, like, yeah, this week I'm starting Ryan Tannehill, James Conner, Peyton Barber. You're like, oh, I've got a solid shot at beating you. But no, his team <laughs> his team balled out. Obviously, Dalvin Cook's hurt right now. Which yeah, is why his I think best players didn't even guys. play. Yeah, he's got Odell, who I said I, I'm looking forward to watching him play the rest of the year. Other than that, Bench is good, not great. Julio Jones is hurt right now, could come back. Uh, but Alvin, Alvin has an okay performance. Good. He made great. wrong decisions, I'll tell you what. He benched 21 points from Alexander Madison. Yeah, he All picks right. up the backup. He, maybe it was in spite to make sure Glenn can't get his own backup and then doesn't play the guy. Talk and he started karma. a Steelers defense, which scored, what, about a fifth of the points as the Saints defense? Uh, which I, is not a lot. And yeah. he drafted Kyle Pitts. Mistake after mistake after mistake. I like that, uh, again, he has the Saints defense playing against New England, and he, as a Pats homer for no good reason, can't bring That's himself true. to play the Saints. Who He's like, Mac Jones is going to throw for five touchdowns. Definitely. This is the week he breaks out. Yeah. Uh, Here comes the new Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, maybe forget about that guy. Yeah. Hey, congratulations, Glenn, on getting in the win column. Big Alvin, win. hey, there's always next year, man. Yeah. Um, our, the last matchup before we get to our uh, yep. thrilling matchup is actually another yeah. thrilling matchup. Is Probably the most thrilling matchup. Yeah, so close. Uh, a narrow victory. Kiss gets a narrow victory over mm-hmm. Cook by what? 0.4 points? 0.4 points. Someone call that a rounding error. A one plus a Clevin gets you home by seven. <laughs> And, you know, Kiss wins big. He wins dirty. He remains undefeated. It's still his year. Oh, my gosh. It's still his year. He gets 50 points from his wide receivers, even despite a pedestrian day by Kyler's standards um, mm-hmm. and really everyone else. Cook had opportunities. Um, Tyreek had a second straight bad, bad game. Really anything, right, um, helps Cook in this. You know, if you traded Tyreek to me, you could have started Jalen Waddle. that would have given him his win. So that was poor management by him. Um, his defense didn't score any points, which I don't know how many times we got to say it, man. That's basically rule number one at this point. Um, we said, just like last week, play Mike Davis's backup. Yep. Play the backup running back and you'll win. Gosh. What a run. We saw that from Glenn. Come Please, on, play yeah. the backups. Play your backups. Well, uh, ultimately... Kiss, Kiss had enough to win because Cook's kicker, your guy, Jason Myers, ended yep. up missing a field goal. And obviously that's that was the difference in the game. The Seahawks are bad, and we should feel bad. Like I said, I don't <laughs> think we're going to make the playoffs. I'm not going to eliminate them from the playoffs yet in our playoff eliminator coming up next. Ooh. But I, I don't feel good about the Seahawks' chance this year. Uh, I think it's a strong division. I look at Steven's roster, and it's the one I'm most jealous of. I don't know why I didn't draft all LSU players like Steven. It, it's clearly working out for him. Well, he also uh, drafted Cooper Cup, so he, he made did. all the right decisions. Yeah, but he went to the LSU of Washington, Eastern Washington. That's true. So <laughs> it's basically Baton <laughs> Rouge of the Northwest. Yeah. Uh, no, so that was a great pickup for him. But his bench, man, I, I look at him like, ah, dude, there's a lot of production on the bench. This is this is just a good team all in all. So I'm excited to uh, lose to him in a couple of weeks. Really looking forward to it. And yeah, Ryan Cook, just a couple of, of, uh, of manager decisions. It's really um, just start start the back. How how long till we start taking the Believelands for for real? Uh, when Everyone's did I, when did I stop taking them from real? This is the oh, reigning champion, it's and it's, You're it's right. still his year. It's still his year. What am I thinking? Gosh, what are you thinking? Well, hey, that brings us to to our our matchup, Martin versus Dennis, and Last one. there's a there's a couple of things we could we could say, a couple of angles we could take from this. Should we? Should we start with your mistakes? Should we start yep. with the great management that of my team, the obstacles? Yep. We over, where do you want to start? Um, I'll, I'll start with, with mine because my eyes are welling with tears. I sat on my phone and I looked at uh, my flex options. I, I, I had LaVisca Chenault I could have played. The incumbent. 
Yep, I could have played Naheem Hines, uh, maybe Christian Kirk, or even Emmanuel Sanders. And I went with a player on Jacksonville, which just saying that out loud makes me feel bad. I picked the third best receiver on Jacksonville to start. My <laughs> That's so true. It feels bad. I think if there is any happiness going forward, it's that Buffalo is going to pass 800 times a game. Oh, and at least I have Buffalo. one of their receivers on my team. And there's my new flex play. I also like Christian Kirk's consistency going forward. But yeah, it felt bad looking at my lineup and thinking, oh, LaVisca Chenault, why did I start you? That probably was the, the biggest mistake, right? You had Emmanuel Sanders yeah. and his two touchdowns sitting on your bench. Um, and I, I think we got to really give some credit to the winning team here because my team is really a gritty, gritty team here. Yep. They may not be the most talented, but you know what? They're gym rats. They study film. They play uh-huh. hard. They uh-huh. embody heart. Uh, uh-huh. They get great defensive stops. They needed to corral C.D. Lamb for the victory. Yeah. Guess what they did? They corralled him, held him to single digits, man. Well, examining your team, I'm starting to find out quite the hypocrite you are. This man crucified Justin Fields earlier on tonight's podcast. And guess who's on his bench? On my bench. Back on his way to the <laughs> I'm sure he's out of there now, but look at this man covering hedging his bets here uh chubba hubbard would be good for you for a couple of weeks uh brandon Ayuk has his first game where he has my team right the there heart passion next man yeah. up chubba i look up, at this, never say I look die, at this roster thing. and if you tell me aj brown's gonna have 0.3 points i'm gonna be really mad that i lose and i'm really mad that i lose darren waller didn't have an exceptional week right. i just didn't put anything together i think kareem hunt uh this is we're gonna look back and this is probably gonna be one of his best games of the year thank you kareem uh, but there's no reason to not start him going forward. Javante Williams gets his first NFL touchdown. Jalen Hurts gets all the garbage time points a girl could want. Uh, And my team between TJ Hawkinson and fucking his shitty quarterback, not throwing it to his beautiful locks and me starting LaVisca Chenault, which will never happen again. This is what the the Chubbas and the Jalens had to overcome. Okay. But before it even started, my best player, which Uh is makes me throw up saying Josh Jacobs. Yeah. He's out. All right. Oh, that's not your best player, but go no on. No Michael Thomas. Darren Waller had a subpar performance by him stand, yeah. by his standards. No Michael Gallup. My keeper, A.J. Brown, goes out in the first quarter. Yep. I still get Kareem to lead my group. Jalen takes off, uh, shakes off two interceptions and a pick six. Gets me 20 points. Everyone else contributes. Team game. What a victory yeah. from the dead. We're still fighting. Uh, the I... mighty Chubba Chubba Choo Choo's. I've got a question for you. The Chubba Chubba Choo Choo's. Now we have the same record. Uh, I'm one ahead of you in our division, I think. Who was your first round pick? I'm looking at your roster yeah. and I do not see a first round pick. So you'll remember that all yeah. the best players are kept. Okay. Some, yeah, but go on. So the there's like one good running back. Yeah. I didn't pick pick uh, near the beginning because I did mm-hmm. so well last year. I picked towards the end. What a stud. Stephon Diggs was... Ah. My okay. wide receiver one, he was my first round pick. But okay. I do forget that sometimes because I look at my roster and I'm like, how yeah. did I end up? Yeah, how did this happen? Yeah, I'm not mad about my roster going forward. I think we look back at this and this is Joe Mixon's probably most unproductive week because I think if he's healthy, he's guaranteed 20 touches, a couple of receptions. Matt Stafford, I'm super excited about going MVP, forward. MVP, baby. He's still yeah. as an MVP for you. This is um, probably not the worst week Tyler Lockett will have. I feel bad that I didn't trade him after his first two weeks when he was wide receiver one. He's wide receiver three now. Maybe I trade him, but CeeDee Lamb a little disappointing. TJ Hawkinson, I think this will be his worst week going forward. So there's hope for the team. I I don't think I've got the Kiss LSU East Washington, (laughs) you know, Dirt Devils, but we've got something here. Yeah. So there's your your week three fantasy uh, recap. Congratulations yep. to all the victors, including myself. Suck it, Martin. You After were all of your shitting on me last so weekend, how's it feel to get smacked with I the did. loss? Uh, I think it feels bad. <laughs> I am in three leagues this year, and going into the last game, Monday night, I had a chance to win and a chance to lose all three leagues. Oh. And this is shocking to most, but I lost all three leagues. <laughs> and I felt bad. Happy to help. Talk, didn't talk to my girlfriend. Uh, Monday night, she uh, she just got out of my way. Good for you. And that's a good time for us to segue into our playoff eliminator. So, 
Uh, we'd like to congratulate the New York Jets for making us look smart. They yep. get shut out, uh, are not making the playoffs. And now we have to choose another team to not make the playoffs. Uh, Martin, do you have some thoughts or nominations? I, I have a couple thoughts. I don't think I'm fully decided yet, to be honest. Wow. I, I The only thing that I'm between is trying to be like cool and bold or like, mm-hmm. and or just like saying who the worst team is. Um, I think I nominated the Jets first last week. So I'd like to hear your nomination and then I'll follow up on that. Yeah, I'm going to nominate the Kansas City Chiefs. Just kidding. I'm not nominating the Chiefs. <laughs> They're one and two. It's last in the division. Yeah. Um, so you know, you're right. There are options we could say for, you know, mm-hmm. the, the under the radar ones, I think yeah. under the radar ones could be the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have not looked good. I don't know how they beat Buffalo in week one under the, another under the radar one, maybe not because under the radar week one was the healthiest Ben Roethlisberger was going to be. True. That's a no pecs. hit. Yeah. He had two pecs at that point. <laughs> the Seahawks are last in their division, but yep. they're, they're not fooling me already. I am going to nom- nominate out of a division that is not very good, I'm going to nominate the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ooh, we have two 0 and 3 teams in that. I didn't want to pick an 0 and 3 team because that's just not as fun to me. Okay. So I took a 1 and 2 team because I'm super adventurous. Okay. And I would nominate the Atlanta Falcons. I think there's no chance in hell the Atlanta Falcons make the playoffs this year. And I'm sorry because their head coach, Arthur Smith, is a UNC alum, but that's a bad team. Yeah, that is a good nomination as well. Um, I think they have been absolutely terrible, but for some reason I'm not ready to, uh, to write them off. Can they be next week's? They could be next week's, and I think we're both ready to write off Jacksonville. So let's where sorry to the fans out there wanting a more compelling pick, but the Jaguars have been eliminated from this hey, year. Hey, you delivered a fun moment, but Jacksonville, you're not making the playoffs. Sorry. No, sorry, but hey, this year is not about making the playoffs. It's just about growing Trevor Lawrence's hair out a little bit longer. And as we know, my, I'm amazing at picking these things. Martin, why don't you tell our listeners what my pick record was this past weekend? Yeah, so this is week two of our picks. We missed week one. Say la vie. This is week two, or week, and we're going to go into week three. We just finished week two. Um, after week two, we are one and one. Dennis this week out of 16 games got 11 correct. Woo! What is I got percent? less than 11. I won't say how much, but it was <laughs> less than 11. Uh, I don't even know how much, but I imagine it was closer to five. Uh, it's more than five, less Congrats. than 11. Okay. Like all right. That. Awesome. All awesome. right. So we got week four of the NFL season, week three of our picks. This is our first tiebreaker. So we got the scores written out. How's this work? So who, the, the, the one who picks more correct that week gets a victory, right? So it's one yeah. and one right now. Just say one and one. And then if we were to somehow be tied, even though it's impossible, there's 17 weeks, uh, we would take it to the, to the, I don't know, the aggregate, but okay. we'll just, we'll just go one to one right now. All right. So our first uh, one to pick for the weekend yep. is playoff eliminated Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cincinnati Bengals who are favored yeah. by seven and a half points. Who's going first? Uh, Let's say uh, the winner goes first. That's me, right? That's you. So the Bengals are favored by seven and a half points. Yeah. Uh, I cannot believe that the Bengals are favored by seven out of and a half points. These are the Cincinnati Bengals, one of the worst franchises in the Not league. Not your mama's Cincinnati Bengals. Man, they're favored by seven and a half points. I just cannot. I cannot. I cannot get with that. My alternative is picking the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that feels very different. Who you just well. eliminated. You know what? Give Jamal Agnew a few touches. Give Ooh. Trevor Lawrence's hair uh, a few touches. Give me the Jaguars in this. Um, I wanted to leave you an easy one. Thank you, and I'll take the easy one. I'll take it gladly. This is at the Bengals tomorrow night, even though I thought the whole day today was Thursday. This is why I'm drinking. Uh, I like the new look Bengals. I like their defense. I like Joe Burrow scoring is enough points to cover here. What's the uh, next game? The next game is the Charlotte Panther kitties mm-hmm. at the Dallas Cowboys who are favored by four and a half. Your yep, pick. We've got, we've got the kitties at the horsey riders here and the horsey riders are favored. Uh, the Panthers. I think this is their first loss. I think the Cowboys at home take care of business i like to see more passing than rushing because i don't own ezekiel elliott 
I've got CeeDee Lamb catching six touchdowns this week, and I got the Cowboys. Wow. So Panthers, no J.C. Horn. More importantly, no Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. I picked the Panthers. You say that, and then my head, I'm like, how is this only four and a half points? <laughs> Sam Darnold's going to go to Dallas and make this competitive? Go kitties, baby. Go Sam kitties. Darnold, uh, maybe we'll see some of Robbie Anderson. Maybe he'll get blown away by the wind. Give me the yep. Panthers. Yep. Next one, we've got the Cleveland Football Browns mm-hmm. at the Vikings, who get plus 1.5. This is my pick. I think the Vikings are better than their record. I think the Browns are going to cover, or they're going to win and cover, whatever the win. Give me the Browns. Give me the Browns. I, for the same re- I- I'm playing against Ryan Reagan this week. And if we know anything about Ryan Reagan, we know that he is a sweet man from Minnesota who's just about as passionate as I imagine most people are passionate about the Vikings there. Like they go, oh, shucks. Like when they lose, yeah, when they miss a field goal this time, yeah, oh, bummer. Maybe next week, guys. And then they eat cheese. Um, So I'm going to pick the Browns. I'm going to try to get in Ryan Reagan's head and I'm going to try to get him to slip up this week. Maybe he thinks, oh, the Browns, I shouldn't start Adam Thielen. Yeah, don't start Adam Thielen this week, Ryan. You'll notice that the line here, one and a half, is right about what a field goal will determine. So maybe we have a missed field goal from the Vikings to win it, and and they end up losing by two points. They've been known to do that. Give me the next game. Is the eternally screwed Detroit Lions. (laughs) At the Chicago Bears, who don't really have a quarterback right now, minus three and a half. I am going to make your year and I'm going to pick the lions because hey! the Brown, I don't trust the bears to score points. I don't think he gets sacked nine times, but I don't think the bears can score points, man. I just tried this oil show. You can't see my yeah. face, but it is not what I was expecting. It's green tea. What were you expecting? I don't know. Thank it's you, in a oil bottle. Chef, I thought I was going to be sweet, podcast. but it no, looks it's unsweet, unsweet green, green tea. tea. Yeah. Can you not read Japanese? You fool. Man, this is just cold tea. Yeah. It's tea. You, you, you opened the bottle of tea and you got tea. Jeez. Shut up and drink the tea. Boy, Ocha. All right. Who's your pick again? Lions. Sorry for yelling. Lions. Yeah, give me the Lions. Uh, they better hope they have Andy Dalton. And if you're saying that, give me the Lions. All righty. Next, we got the Texans and the Bills with our largest spread of the week. The Bills, a 16 and a half point favorite. Hey, uh, who's playing quarterback for the Houston Texans? Uh, that would be Davis Mills. And okay. I have to apologize because I was wrong about Davis Mills because I called him David the entire time. And I said he was awful, but I was only wrong about his name. He is still very awful. Sorry, Davis Mills. You were awful. That's all I need to know. Give me the bills. Give you the bills. 17 points is a lot of points. And so I'll take the bills as well. Uh, next, we have the Colts and Dolphins. Dolphins are one and a half point favorite. I think this is your pick, my friend. Ooh, it is mine. I don't get to introduce games a lot, so I was really excited. Um, the Colts look really bad. The Dolphins look actually maybe a little bit better with Jacoby Brissett than Tua Tagovailoa. Um, it's at home. Man, this just feels like a game I don't want to pick. I would like to pass this one. I am going to take the Colts to get their first one on the road. Does that feel dirty to say? You. So the Colts don't have to win this game for you to win this pick. And for that reason, I'm picking the Colts. Mm. I don't really like this matchup either. It's an ugly matchup. I feel bad for anyone that has Colts players on their team, especially Jonathan Taylor. What a horrible, horrible team that's become this so year. So dumb. Uh, right. Next, we have the Chiefs at the Philadelphia Eagles, who get mm-hmm. seven and a half points. You have the one and two Chiefs on the road. <laughs> the almost playoff eliminator Chiefs. The almost. We got close. Is this my pick? This is your pick. Oh, the Eagles look really bad against the Cowboys. And I feel like based on what I've said in this pod and these picks so far, that would lead people to think I'm picking the Eagles. But I got to think the Chiefs are at least seven points better than the Eagles. Give me the Chiefs. Um, The pissed off Chiefs. So last week I took the Chiefs uh, over the Chargers and they they lost and I felt 
sad about it. One of your many losses. Yeah, I looked at yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I looked at I looked at the Eagles this week, and and why did their game plan fall apart? Why didn't they run the ball at all? Well, they got boat raced by Dallas. Dallas put up a lot of points on them. I think Kansas City puts up a lot of points on the Eagles. Maybe the Eagles though have learned how to play against teams that score a lot against them. Uh, so I'm taking the Chiefs. Okay. Don't let me down twice. Don't let me down twice. Uh, next we have the Eagles at the Saints. Saints. We got the seven. Giants at the Saints. Oh, thank you. I, I think the Eagles playing, playing a lot of games. Away. <laughs> well, I think it'll go about as well for this team too. You got the uh, Giants at the Saints. Saints are a seven and a half point favorite at home. That is a lot of points. The zero and three Giants so far have lost by a combined seven points in three games. They lost by six points wow. to the Broncos, one to the Washington football team, and three to the Falcons. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, that's compelling data, right? That's me actually just clicking on ESPN right now and learning that as I read it to you. So I've got to suspect that Saquon's getting a little bit better. Daniel Jones is getting a little bit better. But I think the Saints are the best defense they've played this year, and I'm going to take the Saints. Well, you had convinced me because I had originally picked the Saints, but give me the New York football giants. I did it. I tricked him, guys. I got him to pick Daniel Jones. <laughs> so actually, um, funny play from this weekend. I couldn't find any highlights I really wanted to show you, but there was they were showing this highlight of um, whoever the, the Giants played sacking the uh, quarterback, Daniel Jones. And... The center on that play blocks nobody, but he's like backpedaling and he just straight falls over and touches nobody. So that probably captures the Giants O-line. That is the essence of that team. Our next matchup is the Titans going to the New York Jets who get plus seven and a half. Yep. Is this my that's pick? It. Yep, that's it. That's the. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's all I have to say about this. These two teams are playing. I'm going to pick this one team. I want the Titans. Yeah. A team is playing the Jets this week. I will take that team. All right. That's an easy one. <laughs> yeah. And then we have the Washington football team, the Taylor Heineken's sponsored by Bud Light playing against uh, the Falcons who, like I said, are good. Not great. The football team on the road is a one and a half point favorite. This is one where I like the Falcons to get their first win. I, wow. don't, think, I don't think the Washington football team is can score a lot. I, I get that their defense is supposed to be good, but if you look at fantasy rankings, I think they're the 29th out of 32 defenses in the league so far. The they Washington suck. football team has not been living up to their, but they're on the field all the time. Their offense cannot sustain any drives. Let's, so give me the Falcons. Let's give some respect for the Atlanta Falcons. You said for their first win, they've already won a game. Yep. And for that reason, give me the Atlanta Falcons in this. Yeah, they, they beat the Giants that I, I just talked about seconds before. So here's a good one all over my face. Yes, sir. The Arizona Cardinals undefeated going into L.A. to play the Rams undefeated Rams favored by five and a half against an undefeated team. This is my pick. Yeah. I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals have looked good. They found a way. The Rams have really looked good. I think the Rams win this one. I'll take the Cardinals with the points. <laughs> I think the Rams win with the points. I think it's, it's at home. Um, we've now seen what your MVP can do. The Hell Cardinals yeah. haven't stopped anyone on defense this year, but they can score points. This is going to be a game. Like I said, these are two of my favorite fantasy teams. I'm going to watch this. Um, and P.S. for Atlanta, I feel really good in that pick. I see that they have a Tad, Ted Lasso believe sign and their locker room. So they are going to win out from here on. I can't believe we eliminated them or almost did. Uh, the next game is going to be the Hawks and the 49ers. Uh, this might be me as a battered Hawks fan, but I'm just going to go 49ers at home with two and a half points. Woo! Give me the Seahawks. I think they're better than one and two. Oh, they're better than one and two, but on the road, 49ers kind of play defense. I like watching the Bosa's rush off the edge. I know as a Michigan person, you probably don't like that, but I like watching those white boys. Hey, they should just be lucky that they did not play quarterback there. Mm. I would. Yep. Next game is going to be the Ravens Broncos. And I was going to plug. I'd like to see the boat Bosa's fight those other. what What are the white boy boxers right now called? Those brothers that keep pissing everyone off. Jake and they Paul. fight. 
Yeah, I'd like to see the Bosa's fight the Pauls. I'd pay money to watch that. I would pay um, money to watch that too. We got Ravens at Broncos. Uh, Broncos get a point and a half at home, and it's my pick. It is your pick. You know, I just saw what the Ravens just did. I'm not impressed. I've not watched the Broncos, but this is um, another shy Broncos game. I'll mm-hmm. take the Broncos with the victory. Uh, minus one and a half. I'll take the Broncos. This is at altitude. The Shinees. And I expect, expect, oof, it's been <laughs> a lot of whiskey tonight. I expect our boy, the quarterback, the one and only, can you tell I forgot his name, Lamar Jackson from Baltimore to just float through the air. Like in semi-pro. I've got the Ravens. Uh, we've got the Steelers, the pack six and a half point favorites. Uh, there's no reason to pick against uh, green Bay at home against a reeling old, old Steelers team. Yeah. I want the Packers as well. I cannot see any way the Steelers win by more by wait. Oh, we're picking about against the spread. I cannot see any way in which the Packers don't cover. Mm-hmm. If the Steelers can get a hundred yards, that'll be good for them. Sorry. Yeah. Next matchup is the defending champion Super Bowl mm-hmm. winning Champa Bay Bucks yep. against the shit ass New England Patriots who get six and a half points. Suck it, Alvin. I feel bad. I think it's you. All right. Um, I think this is going to be Bill Belichick, like the hardest he coaches for a game, right? He definitely mm-hmm. does not want Tampa Tom to do well. So. I'll take the Patriots. They get six and a half points. I'll take them with the points. This to me is like the only way the Patriots would cover as if Tom Brady found it in his cholesterol free heart to show mercy to his old team. Mm-hmm. I don't think he does that. I actually expect him and Gronk to do dirty things to the Patriots and make Patriots weep tears of joy and regret at the same time. It's going to be awesome. You said, oh, you know, Bill Belichick's going to get the Patriots ready. I'm like, yeah, Chase Benovich is really going to stop everyone on the Buccaneers team. <laughs> so interesting. Me- you picked the Tom Brady to to ravage the Patriots. I picked yep. Belichick to try and ravage. Okay. All righty. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch that one. We'll, maybe we'll watch that one together. We'll FaceTime you. And then we got the last game of the week, our Monday night game. AFC West, maybe the most exciting division in football, not called the nfc west and it's the raiders at the chargers and they're giving the chargers three and a half points this one's tough to pick after you watch the chargers beat the chiefs you're naturally gonna be like oh i'm gonna take the chargers but the raiders have also this season showed you no reason to pick against them and if anything they're taking this game to overtime baby Mm -hmm. uh it's at the chargers and you say oh home they're that's not their home their home is san diego nobody in la gives a rat's ass about the chargers (laughs) Uh, I might feel foolish about this, but the longer I look at it, the more I'm going to take the Chargers at home. I'm so glad you said that because I got a poop and I want the Raiders. Give me the Raiders. Yeah, I saw one of their players tested positive for uh, a substance policy today. Gerald McCoy is now out. Oh, for, no. Yeah. And so Why that's didn't you tell me that before I made my pick? Because you made your pick. Yeah, Suck it. Yeah. Well, those are our picks for week four. Like I said, I really got a poop, so I got to hop off the pod. Thank you guys for listening. We got closer to one hour this time. It'll be close, but we'll do better next time. Have a good night, guys. Better next time. See ya.